0: Hi, this is Gillian from Race Reflections. Welcome to this episode of At Work, the place to reflect on all things inequality, injustice and oppressions as related to the workplace. So in this episode, I want to do something a little bit different because Living While Black is now due to come out in about two weeks or so. So I have decided to dedicate this episode to the book. There might be other opportunities to think together about the content of the book or about some of the issues that it raises. But for this episode, I would like to think through a little bit about the relevance of the book for the workplace and to tell you a little bit more about Living While Black. So I would like to start by reading you a little bit of the introduction. I am aware this is exclusive content. It hasn't been shared before. And so I am excited and I am humbled and also a little bit nervous to share with you the first words of the book. I hope you find it helpful. I hope you find it engaging at heart and at head level. And I hope that it motivates you to go and get your own copy of Living While Black. I think it's a book that's really important for people who are racialized as black and people who support us. But I think it really also gives some deep insight about how our lived experience, our history, and the intergenerational context all collide to affect our experience and treatment in the workplace. And so without much further ado, let me start to read from the introduction. Racism causes harm, harm to the body and harm to the mind. Yet, it is only in November 2020 that the American Medical Association recognised racism as an urgent threat to public health. Thankfully, many of us did not wait for this penny to drop to tackle its impact. For about 15 years, I have been working therapeutically with people of colour, supporting almost exclusively black people distressed by racism and experiencing racial trauma. Living While Black seeks to offer the same support in book form by presenting some of this work, the politics, the personal and professional experiences that underline my psychology and psychotherapy practice to help us find connection, hope, and empowerment. But before I begin, I want to tell you a little bit about the journey to bringing this book to life. I have carved my practice out of the whiteness of psychology and of psychotherapy. I have Carved it out out of the thousands of micro and macro experiences of discrimination and othering that I have had to navigate. I have refused to ignore this rich data and the intellectual gift contained therein. Its potential to help other heal. Exploring and reflecting on my own lived experience, my own lived evidence has been central to understanding patterns of harm and patterns of domination, but also patterns of resistance. Masculanship was born out of the documentation of these patterns on race reflections, a platform that started as a blog and turned into a social enterprise dedicated to tackling inequality, injustice and oppression. Women especially Black women, are socialised to distrust what we know and to be suspicious of our own authority. Oftentimes, we stop ourselves from using a gift or we wait for someone to give us the go-ahead or to tell us how to start and when to start. I had little support when I decided to set up my practice. What drove me was simply a strong will or perhaps a strong need to have a space where as a black woman psychologist and mental health professional, I could engage with both subjects from the vantage point of being a black female body in the world. With the richness, complexities and baggage this entails. Distilling this complex learning, the primary aim of living while black is to make many of us who often haven't felt this way Feel seen, feel heard, and feel held. The book seeks to help Black people to thrive by first confronting the nuances of Blackness and then creating a tailored self care plan. The first is achieved via case study, research, and strategies born out of countless hours of clinical practice and personal reflection, some of it extracted from the work of race reflections. The second aspect guides the reader as they self-reflect and prompts them to engage in self-care activities. Living While Black is a vital psychology guide for Black people. It is also an anti-racist text for others who simply want to better understand the effects of anti-Black racism so they can do better. It is, as well, a resource for mental health, social care and medical practitioners working with Black people. The book Sheds Light on the Trauma of Racism its impact on both our mental health and our physical health and its consequences across individuals' lifespan, across generations, across social contexts. It exposes anti-Black experiences which society tells us are not occurring and if they are, are not causing us harm. I want there to be no doubt that racism harms and that racial trauma is real. But equally, I want to show that it is possible to resist and to practice radical self-care whilst navigating white supremacy. So this is the first couple of pages of the introduction. As you can see, the book is heavily loaded with case studies, with lived experience, but also with the empirical evidence that supports the case for the harm of racism physically and psychologically. And so I would invite anyone who cares about the wellness, the welfare of Black groups and people of colour and who cares about social justice to really engage deeply with the issues that are raised in the book. And I do know, and I speak to that frequently in Living While Black, that the reading, the reflection can At times be uncomfortable. But I am afraid this uncomfortable, difficult, and possibly at times distressing work is necessary if we are going to A, support people who are affected by whiteness, and B, understand the best way to resist, and C, try and transform the social world. In the book, I speak directly to the Black reader. I have no doubt that other marginalized people, particularly other people of color, will hear me speaking to them as well. But there is a political decision in centering Blackness, and I speak to that in the book as well. As an aside, I will say that I had not realised how radical it was to speak directly to the Black reader. I had not realised how controversial it might be to centre Blackness, but I've had a sense of that When some readers, maybe some reviewers, were a little bit destabilized in me setting to some degree whiteness to the side and asking white people and people who call themselves allies to sit at the back and to pay attention. It's an invitation, as I say quite clearly in the book, it's an invitation for everyone to read, to understand, to reflect and especially to consider very carefully what their contribution might be to the current state of affairs. So if you are not Black and if you are not a person of colour, especially, and you want to read this book, I would say please treat it with the utmost respect and humility and know that this is a gift, and those experiences are experiences that you might not have been entrusted with because of well, whiteness. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about the chapter on work because the book contains eight chapters. And it contains an action plan. And if you want to know a bit more about the content of the book, please go to Rest Reflections. And if you just search Living While Black, you should get access to some reflection, the book content and a chapter by chapter description. But right now, I want to talk a little bit to end the podcast on the issue that working while Black, the racialized experiences that Black people have to experience, uh, well, don't have to experience, but do experience, so therefore have to often cope with and, and navigate around in the workplace. So the book speaks to issues of authoring, of course, it covers issues of scapegoating and issues of location of disturbance that we have covered in previous podcasts. And then it interrogates the way that the black body is responded to Some of the dynamics that it set up in teams and within institutions, particularly when it is the only racialized body, it covers the theme of intrusion boundaries, and I give some example to show that the dynamic or the process or the project of colonialism is reproduced at micro level in the workplace, but that also address the lived experience of navigating those difficulties. So I speak to the phenomenon of what has been called stereotype threat, and this is when people who are marginalised can be activated in their anxiety that they might fulfill or confirm stereotypes, what that looks like. I speak to the phenomenon of what has been called imposterism or imposter syndrome, how that might interact with racism and indeed internalized racism. I speak to the notion of black excellence. I speak to exhaustion and respectability politics in the workplace and how that can also have Quite significant impact in terms of our physical health. And then finally, I invite the reader to make an action plan, to think really carefully about what it is that they seek to get out of their workplace. I invite the reader to consider themselves, their identity, their value, their place in the world outside of work. And I provide a range of navigational tools and strategies that I think are going to be absolutely necessary for people who are black or of color and are trying to find the best way to just exist and make the best of their work and their career. So I'm going to stop there. I know it's an unusual episode, but it is an episode that I really, really wanted to do. To first of all, say to you guys, hey, this book is my baby, but it's also the baby of a lot of us. As I say in the book, um, generation of people, generation of women in particular, of black women have given birth to this book. But the issue that it raises are issues that Everyone who is serious about equality should understand there are issues that are quite complex I try to make them accessible, but it is not a book that you can simply read and put down. I think it's a book that really seeks to draw you in and to make you reflect upon your contribution and what you might have inherited from white supremacy. so that is it people that is it please get in touch tell me if you get the book there's an event there's a reading event that is organized check rest reflections or get in touch if you want to know a bit more about that but in any event i want to say thank you so much for allowing me to read I always get a little bit self-conscious when reading. I think I've done okay. Let me know how I've done. But most importantly, I hope that the issue I've spoken to you and have aroused your interest in really engaging with the book. So thank you so much, everyone. Next time I speak to you, I think, I think the book might be out. So please continue to take care. And this is Gillen from Race Reflection. Until the next episode, bye.